Welcome to the Easy Loss Weight Loss Show. Sue and James have helped thousands to lose weight and make massive improvements in their lives with the Easy Loss Weight Loss Program, both in person and with their range of best-selling apps. So here's your host, Sue Peckham. Hi everyone, it's Sue here. And we're really excited, James and I, to be launching our very first podcast. Really looking forward to this podcast and many more and chatting to you about different things to do with our Easy Loss Weight Loss programs, the different apps that we've produced, but also about things that affect us personally and things that we found helpful to us in our personal lives and our working lives. And we're looking forward to having some really great guests. And for my very first guest today, I think you'll agree it's somebody really great. Today I've got with me James Holmes. Thanks very much for the intro. (laughs) You're very welcome. (laughs) And Bilko, of course. Oh, and Bilko, of course. And we're just hoping that he keeps quiet. But if you do hear a growling or a bark, it just means that there's somebody passing by the office and um, Bilko is a little bit territorial. And if you don't know us and know who Bilko is, he is a little dog we rescued and we uh, share the... Um, parenting of <laughs> and he's uh, all the apps we've created he's enjoyed them very much because he spends most of the time sat on my lap <laughs> getting uh, lots of attention during the creation of the apps yeah he certainly is a very demanding dog but what I'd like to maybe fill in a little bit of background for those of you that only know us from the Easy Loss program or, or see our names maybe coming up from time to time and answering different questions is actually that James and I have known each other now for almost 20 years although I'm sure James feels it's a lot longer than that and um, we've worked together in education many years ago it seems now and then we uh, retrained as hypnotherapists and hypnoanalysts can't even say it now even after all these years and uh, we opened a private practice in the Southampton and Fareham area about 10 years ago And it was as a result of working with all our um, clients in our private practice that uh, we developed the Easy Loss Weight Loss Programme and the Easy Loss Virtual Gastric Band Surgery Programme that went on to become uh, very well known worldwide. And as a result of that, James said one day out of the blue, I think we could make an app out of that. And it's gone on and grown in leaps and bounds since then. So that's, that's a little bit of background about how we came to be uh, involved in doing this these podcasts today because this is just the next step onwards now to bringing our products and our programs to more and more people and hopefully to helping more people and we do hope that um, at some time you maybe like to be a guest as James is going to be today so please do let us know either um, drop us an email to info at easyloss.co.uk and just say you'd like to be a guest and I'll come to you. I just need a cup of tea and uh, I could consume my entire body weight in tea during the day, but a cup of tea would be fine and we can sit and have a chat. Of course, we were going to call it coffee with Sue, but you don't but drink don't coffee drink anymore. Coffee. <laughs> so, and, and Sue drinks her body weight in tea every day. So yes, tea with yeah, Sue. Cup of tea with Sue, yeah. And um, I'd, I'd love to meet as many of our Easy Loss Facebook group members as possible and uh, so if you would be up for a a chat and a bit of podcasting then please do let us know either on the Facebook group or on that email address. I still think it's sad that only only about five percent of people who download the app ever join the Facebook group so there's an awful lot of people who don't know how amazing the 
the Facebook group is and what uh, what they can get from it and how people can support each other. Yeah, uh, it's a bit sad. So do spread yeah, the word. I don't know about you, James, but I feel really, really proud of um, our Facebook group, and I know so many members comment on there saying how. Uh, you know, lovely all the members are. And when you think we've got nearly 8,000 members, that's 8,000 really lovely people that and, we get the chance to And not to mention our wonderful ad- advisors who who police it almost day and night. Um, if you ever wonder why there isn't, uh, like on lots of other Facebook groups, lots of Ray-Ban adverts, it always seems to be Ray-Ban, doesn't Ray-Ban, it? Ray-Ban, yeah. Yeah. If you wonder why there isn't much of that spam that you see in other other groups, it is because of these um, lovely, amazing advisors that do a terrific job to police it and to make sure um, everybody's polite and follow our little HIPS protocol. And to, to make sure that everyone gets the very, very best advice because each one of our lovely advisors, and you'll, you'll know them, um, you see they do pop advisor after their name, each one of them has been with James and I since almost the beginning of uh, the Facebook group. One of them in particular, Carol, was actually responsible for us starting the Facebook group in the, from the very outset. Um, but that's a story for another day. She's got a lot to answer for. She has got a lot to answer for. <laughs> we hold her entirely responsible. But what we thought we'd do today, because it's our very first podcast, is maybe just attempt to uh, answer some of the most frequently asked questions that come up on the Facebook group because we do find that uh, similar questions come up over and over again so here's one that is a common one we've seen so many times Um, question why do we self-sabotage our efforts when we're doing so well and how do we overcome it okay yeah no that is a great question and it's one that I quite often Uh, get asked when I'm I'm out and about talking about easy loss and things like that you know why is our program so successful where people sabotage themselves it's quite a complex issue but to sum it up as quickly and as succinctly as I I can I think the best thing to say is that most people have a behavior around losing weight a belief around how they've lost weight and for the majority of people before they actually find easy loss they've been on diets They've had some kind of external control telling them what to eat, when to eat it, how much to eat. And they are so entrenched. And it's not their fault, but they are completely entrenched in this diet mentality. And one of the things that happens is people don't quite get how different easy loss is, that it's not a diet, that it's not something that you're going to stop doing. It's a, a change in your relationship with food. It's a change in the way you eat. And it's going to be something that if you follow it and consciously keep going with it it will eventually become your habit so that you won't go back you won't sabotage yourself because this is just what you do now on occasions some people do have deep-seated issues and we do know that and we can help in other ways one of the ways we found uh, helps a lot of people and I'm sure you've seen people talking about it on the Facebook group recently is the self-sabotage track that we have available on iTunes and in our Chill Pill app and a lot of people have found that really really useful just to get them over the emotional part of the self-sabotage and to working with their virtual gastric band app they found it's really helped a lot so I hope that's answered that how question. would you, how would you say um 
the um, self-esteem download fits into that? Most people with a weight problem, with weight issues, relationship with food issues, eating disorders, experience low self-esteem, even though they may not realise it. Because if you think about it, people with high self-esteem are not going to, and it sounds very dramatic, but they're not going to self-harm with food. If you've got high self-esteem, you're going to look after yourself. So again, um, thanks for mentioning the the self-esteem track, James. It's available as I say, on a download or in the Chill Pill uh, app, by really working on your self-esteem, improving your self-esteem and feel better about yourself, you're far more motivated to care for yourself, to look after yourself. So by raising your self-esteem, you're indirectly helping your relationship with food without even realising it. I remember at our very first conference, I quoted a Nathaniel Brandon quote, uh, which I use quite often in our office, um, and uh, I think it's from a book called The 16 Pillars of Self-Esteem. Uh, mm-hmm. So 13 or 16 pillars. Anyway, Nathaniel Brennan. There's a lot Brennan, of pillars anyway. There's a lot of pillars. <laughs> uh, and um, it is. it just sums up that, that uh, with your self-esteem, whether it's high or low, it tends to be a generator of your self-fulfilling prophecies. Mm. Uh, and I think I might, I haven't put the quote up on the Facebook group before, but I've never found another quote that completely sums up self-esteem. Yeah. And then, you know, the reason we self-sabotage. In fact, when I see my smoking clients, uh, stop smoking clients, uh, I always read this quote to ensure there isn't any self-sabotage there. But yes. I'll put it on the Facebook group again. Yeah, no, I think that would be a good idea. And of course, um, we've still got, if anybody wanted it, we've, we have still got some copies of the video of the two videos of the two conferences. It was amazing we conferences. Yeah. Oh, it was fabulous. Really fabulous day. Both times, both times. Let's go to another question now. A uh, question from Louise. Uh, her question is, to maintain the uh, weight loss permanently and stop yo-yo dieting, um, what, what would she need to do? Okay. Now, this is a great question because it's something that I see as a theme running through the questions on the Facebook group time and time again. And forgive me, Louise, but that's a dietist question. It, it shows that Although you're following these loss programs, you're still perceiving it as something that you're going to do for a period of time and then stop. And that's what happens with people on a diet. They're going to do it for a short period of time, a quite miserable time for most people, but they're going to do it for a short period of time. And then what happens after that? With the easy loss program, I think I defy anyone to say it's not an enjoyable way to lose weight. I certainly know that when we were developing the program, it was the easiest way I lost weight and the most sustainable because um, 10 years on now, I've still three and a half stone down. I'm still a size 10 and um, I certainly don't consciously follow the guidelines now. However, having said that, when we were creating the program, I had to consciously do it all day, every day, 24-7 to make sure that it did become ingrained, become my habit. In much the same way, as learning to drive. When I learned to drive, and I'm going to say it before James does because I did have quite a lot of lessons. So, uh, how many? <laughs> 147. 147. But we'll just skip over that quite quickly. How but many tests? Three. <laughs> but in a way, that kind of reinforces what we're saying about everyone's journey is is different because. I bet, James, when you took your driving test... Well, the whole point, test, you weren't going on any journeys. <laughs> no one going on any journeys at that time. But 
Tammy Jones, when you took your driving test, how many lessons did you have? Uh, about 10 or 11. About 10. And, you know, you passed your driving test first time? Yeah. And away you went. That's the difference between you and me learning a new skill because to learn to change your relationship with food to eat in a different way that is a new skill some people pick it up much quicker than others some people take it on board much quicker than others i had an experience with driving instructors and uh, an ex-husband kind of saying to me i'm not a very good driver it takes women drivers a long time women drivers aren't as good as men so i had a belief system around that and to a certain extent I did, the self-fulfilling prophecy thing, and it took me ages to learn it. And you still maintain it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But now, you know, I do drive... I mean, you have to admit, I drove us up to London several times. Mm -hmm. And I know you were beside me in the car saying, you can do this. I know there was the odd occasion when you have said to me, let's just pull over and you get out and we'll swap over here. But as you know, I have, when I've needed to now, driven around central London and not battered an eyelid about it so you've and you've never caused an accident seen hundreds <laughs> yeah, that's right behind you in the windmill <coughs> but uh, excuse me but it's exactly the same if you think of it rather than being on a diet think of it as a new skill you're changing you're learning a, a new relationship with food and you don't need to worry that that's ever going to change. Once it becomes your habit, once you're really au okay with doing it, just like any of you that have learned to drive, some of you might have learned in six lessons, some like me, 147, but eventually all of us got there and all of us drive perfectly well. So eventually every single one of us on the Easy Loss program will get there as long as we keep trying, as long as we keep practicing, as long as we keep reinforcing the guidelines consciously to ourselves. eventually, We'll get good enough to pass the test and then we'll be away and we'll be good to go. Great answer. I can't remember the question, but it's a great answer. (laughs) Um, Question from Fiona. How can I stop uh, letting food rule my life uh, and to allow it to come lower down the list of importance? Okay. Now, for most people who've got problems with a relationship with food, for most dieters, for most people who are overweight, you will find that they will think about food all the time, apart from when they're actually eating it. Whereas somebody who is a slim, fit, healthy person with a good relationship with food will only think about food when they're hungry. Again, perhaps the driving analogy would be a good one to to demonstrate this again. Back on the road again. Back on the road, I just have to get back on the road. as I say to my clients, when they come and see me, uh, you know, some of my Skype clients who I see and, and the clients come and see me in the practice, none of us feel the need to constantly worry about how much petrol is in the car, where we're going to get the next petrol from, how long before we get the next petrol. We only are concerned about putting more petrol in the car or more fuel in the car when the red light comes on or... Some people say, oh, I do it when there's a quarter of a tank. But we all have a a signal that tells us that now we need to think about putting fuel in the car. So I might drive for three, four, five, six days and not give a single thought to putting fuel in my car. And then the red light will pop on. I think, oh, next time I go out, I need to think about getting some petrol. Or before I go on my next long journey, I need to make sure I top up with petrol before I go out. But I'm not obsessing about it and thinking about it all the time. So... 
again, by following the easy loss guidelines and getting really familiar with when you're hungry, when you're no longer hungry, those natural signals that you've been trained out of, by getting really familiar with those guidelines and really reinforce them, you will find that you don't actually obsess about food as much as you did before until gradually that just goes away. It's almost by default. And then one day you realize, you know what? I haven't thought about food all day today. So it's about giving yourself a chance to reprogram. It's not going to happen overnight. You didn't develop your thinking style around food overnight. So be a bit kind to yourself and give yourself the opportunity to learn the new skill without being overly concerned about and not thinking like a person on a diet. And of course, it's Coos Law again, which we discussed at the first conference. Absolutely. Uh, perhaps, it might be a good chance now to just I think we might put that video that. up. And um, I, I think but Could I'll, you just explain a little bit about it now? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, Emile Coup, uh, Coué was a French psychologist, wrote lots of books on hypnosis and suggestion. And he noticed this phenomenon and it gave his name to it, uh, hence Coup's Law. And essentially Coup's Law, or sometimes called the Law of Reversed Effort, says that when your imagination and your willpower come into conflict, your imagination will always win. So you've only got to think of uh, any New Year's Eve when you say, right, tomorrow I'm just going to try not to think about chocolate. What do you think about 20 times more the following day than you've done the rest of the year? Chocolate. Um, I always think of it as the phrase, what you resist persists. Uh, indeed, if I said to you now, try not to think of a pink zebra with a monkey on its black back playing the banjo, <laughs> try not to think of that. That's probably what you'd be thinking about. So Coup's Law, essentially, again, when your imagination and your willpower come into conflict, imagination will always win. So surprisingly, most people imagine what they don't want rather than what they do want. They really focus on what they don't want. Yeah, and they're evoking Coup's Law. Mm. Uh, I think we, we could literally dedicate a whole session to Coup's Law. Maybe that we'll would, do that sometime. Maybe we should think about that. Put it on the to-do list. I'll put it on the to-do list. Um, yeah, and we'll maybe put a video out to do with that. Yeah. Let's go to the next question. Um, after four, this is from Victoria. After four weeks of listening and following the guidelines, my scales aren't shifting. Are certain people immune? Okay. This is a really great question, uh, Victoria. Thank you for that. The first thing I'm going to say is that if after four weeks and the scales aren't shifting, then there is some issue around the way you're interpreting the guidelines. And that happens for a lot of people because do you remember I was saying at the beginning of the, this podcast, James, that we all have a belief system around food yeah. and our relationship with food and for a lot of us we interpret the guidelines from the uh, belief system that we're at at this time so if we've got a deeply entrenched diet mentality if we're really um, worried about our weight if we're if we've been on lots of diets and we've failed before we, we're interpreting the guidelines from that perspective from that belief system now one of the things I would say, and I can't emphasize it enough, you cannot, cannot do any better than having a one-to-one -one chat with an easy loss consultant. And there are several of us. I mean, obviously, um, I, I do do them, but the lovely consultants that we've got working with us, they've all been trained by yourself and, and, and me, and they are absolutely wonderful. And you see them on the Facebook group. There's 
the the lovely uh, Sabina Brains who works with us in the practice, and some of you would have met her before. We, you know, Sabina will uh, offer the Skype consultations for Easy Loss Facebook group members, and then we've got our lovely Maurice Thomas who um, was with us at the practice until she moved back to London, and she's always available to do Skype consultations. And of course, more recently, Carol Adams has uh, completed her training as an Easy Loss consultant and is now absolutely doing wonders with her uh, Skype consultations. And we also have Wendy, Wendy Johnson, who uh, does Skype consultations for us. And, you know, they do them all hours of the day and night. Um, They're a little bit like me, a little bit easy lost junkies. And there's nothing we like better than than to get on their Skype and and be having a um, chat with the lovely people that we get to meet and actually identifying where it is that they're misinterpreting the guidelines as they should be following them and to see that the almost instant change in people when we can identify where the issues are for them so i hope that answers that question and you know if you're in any doubt at all always just drop us an email it's, it's time we, well spent isn't it, it is having absolutely a, um, absolutely it's, it can be so something so simple that people are missing that they believe they're doing that they're actually not or something that they're doing that they shouldn't be that the easy loss consultants can identify really really quickly and how, they're lovely girls how do they, they are lovely um very knowledgeable how do they go about it ah now all they've got to do they can if you're in the uk just pick up the phone and give us a ring and i'll, I'll mention the phone number in a minute um they'll mm. usually get me on on the phone and then we can sort it out over the phone or they can drop us an email to info at easyloss.co.uk and then we'll get one of us will get back to them with all the details Skype's really easy. You can download it for free. I still think uh, you should answer the phone calls from Australia and America <laughs> during the night. <laughs> oh, I have. If I am in America, I do answer the phone calls from the UK during the night. Um, yeah, that, that's been a challenge, you know, waking up at three o'clock in the morning. Hello, Hampshire Hypnotherapy Centre, where they're trying to get back to sleep. But, um, you know... The the reason we don't recommend people from abroad call us is purely because of the cost for them. You know, if they did phone in the middle of the night, we you know, chances are I, I would hear it and I probably would answer it. Yeah, that's good to hear. <laughs> uh, question from Laura. How to break the emotional uh, and psychological attachments to food? Okay. Again, for most people, that goes back to years and years of faulty programming, obsessive dieting, you know, just the fact that some people refer to some foods as a treat. You know, if you, I've seen a lot of diets, and believe you me, I did a lot in um, the past, where you save up points or sins or treats and you have food for a treat. Food's not a treat, it is just fuel. So it's about working with you and, you know, really taking on board the fact that food is just fuel you want to put the best possible fuel you can into your body to make it work effectively treats are things that are nice and enhance your life not something that's going to cause you to become overweight and poison yourself question from and this is a common one something i've thought about a lot when we did sugar stop question from sonia uh why do i want to eat sweet stuff mainly chocolate after every meal and if i don't eat it i'm constantly think thinking about the fact that i've not had any as coos law for you um chocolate cravings are far worse than cigarettes ever were for me i feel so ashamed 
Okay. How would you answer oh, that? Oh, bless her. It's nothing to be ashamed about. It's really not her fault. Um, it's an association. It's a habit. Most of us are brought up, you know, um, and I'm not going to go into all the details now because that, that's a whole podcast on its own, that, you know, if we are really well behaved and we eat all our dinner, regardless of whether we need it or not or whether we're still hungry or not, then we'll get rewarded with this sweet thing. So you have this pattern of behaviour where you have something savoury, you have it, you know, you've done really well, you've eaten all of that, whether you needed it or not, and now you're going to be rewarded for that behaviour with food that you don't need. And the food that you don't need is also not very good for you and it's got this sweet taste. And as we all know, and particularly as sugar stoppers, we all know sugar is more addictive than cocaine so you're actually dealing with a double fold problem you know the more sugar you have the more you believe you want and you've also got the association the emotional side of it that it triggers off the feeling maybe you've done something really well or somebody's pleased with you because they give you a treat so maybe that's something again we could add to the to-do list we could do a, a podcast on emotional eating and and, and, and around sugar eating. stop as well because yeah. for yeah, me that, that'd be good for me actually doing the um the first we did the first sugar stop challenge together yeah. didn't we to test we it did. out uh I, I think it's the the best thing i've ever done for my health ever. oh me too me too I, I didn't i really didn't have even with all the knowledge that we had i really was not aware enough of how much uh sugar i i was eating myself and, it's and yet not you would have considered yourself loss. You would have considered yourself somebody that didn't have a lot of sugar. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I don't add sugar to anything. I yeah. don't eat many desserts and things like that. And I don't eat an awful lot of processed food. But the processed food that I was eating had so much sugar in it. Um, I've become a, even more of a label junkie now. And I, I'm very keen not to have sugar. And I felt so much better since I haven't been eating the processed foods with the sugar in it. Question from Tony. Um, uh, how to believe in yourself? I struggle with self-belief. I know we've kind of touched on that slightly already. Yeah. But um, it's kind of a question on its own, that one. That, really that is a question on its own. And um, it's far easier to address on a, in a one-to-one situation because for the majority of our one-to-one clients, uh, whether they come and see me or Sabina or Maurice or whoever they're seeing, we're able to pass on to them the belief that we have in not only the program but in the client in front of us to carry them along until they develop that self-belief and have that confidence in themselves so again it's it's something that quite often people may need a bit of extra one-to-one help with to really get on top of that question now from uh, dominique um We'll make this our last question as well. Um, and I think this one is interesting because it's something we're going to build into version three of the app. And yeah. one of the reasons why it's taken us such a long time to to launch version three is so much time and thought and effort have gone into it, reading yeah. what's on the Facebook group. But a huge part of it is self-esteem because what we've seen is a lot of people um, about two to three weeks in kind of lose a bit of the impetus, lose sure. a bit of the motivation. Uh, Dominic's question is, how do I keep motivated? Now, we've answered that kind of before with self-esteem and stuff yeah, like that. What yeah. else would you say to anybody, you, you know, using the either the VGB app or the yeah. Bikini Body? Um, what would you say to yeah. them? Again, I, I, I apologise if I'm repeating myself, but it really is thinking about this differently. 
it's not a diet so it's you really do have to keep uh persevering keep practicing any skill that you want to want to learn i'm just trying to think um well even with these podcasts you're far more technical than i am <laughs> bilko's more and, technical than you are <laughs> bilko's more technical than i am so that right fella if, if i had started to do this on my own researching in the way that you had researching into the podcast i would have almost been a little bit oh i'm not really very good at this I've not been able to do technology stuff before. I've not done very well with technology stuff before. So what I need to do is to find how I'm going to be able to learn it, how I'm going to be able to do it and find somebody who's already done it. And as you know, I've sat today and you've showed me how to do the technology side of it and I've written it down. And when I need to do it the next time, I'll go back to my notes and I'll keep going over and over and over it until I am okay with it until I am really able to have that self-confidence that self-esteem that yeah I can do that it may only seem a trivial thing to some people it's a bit of a challenge for me anything that's a challenge that you're going to you think you're going to find too hard you find someone who knows how to do it ask them how you do it and do exactly what they tell you even if it means you you make the notes and you go over it again and again and again and if it takes you 6 weeks 6 months 6 years if you keep practicing you'll find that eventually you do get it yeah i think the uh if you haven't seen it look at the little kind of jigsaw picture yeah that's uh i put on the facebook group years ago now um and I think quite often people say, I followed the guidelines, you know, or I've, ju- yeah. I've just done the hypnosis. And really yeah. this picture is saying that it's, it's six parts. You know, if you just do one part, perhaps you'll be one, you know, one sixth as successful. Yeah, one sixth. Absolutely. You know, if you do two, yeah. two sixths, um, et cetera. Um, I'll put that picture up again because yeah. I think it's really important to... Uh, all the pieces of the jigsaw, all, all the component parts of the recipe, follow the recipe, you'll get exactly the same result as... I've gotten thousands of others again. Yeah. Well, that I think comes draws to an end brilliantly. It our does, first yeah. podcast. Um, I've really enjoyed it. You've been a very good guest. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. It's uh, <laughs> it's gone amazingly quickly, and I hope you've been enjoying it. Um, I think we need to ask if there's any more questions. Uh, today. There are none because I have to get to the office That's for a true. client. But uh, do but send them in. we would like you to send them in and we'll do our best. And if there's anything you'd like us to find out about or information about, not necessarily to do with weight loss, but, you know, perhaps um, we'll, we'll get somebody in who do, can advise on clothes styling and makeup when you've lost weight. Because, you know, when you're losing weight and when you want to improve your self-esteem and feel good, we'll, we'll get some... Um, stylists and people like that. So, if anyone Brilliant. out there is a knows anybody who'd like to be a potential guest on uh, the Easy Loss podcast show, then we'd love to hear from you for uh, tea with Sue. Tea with Sue. Okay, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you all for listening, and we'll speak again soon. Take care. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Easy Loss Weight Loss Show. Remember to press the subscribe button to get regular podcast updates. And if you've enjoyed this show, remember to share it with your friends. Thanks for listening.